Welcome back to the podcast on everything. I'm your host, Dan Berlin. I have with me the movie expert of the show, Stephen Taylor. You might remember him from Hot Ones and also 2019, the Oscar episode. Well, I guess it would be 2018, the Oscar episode. Yeah. Yeah, in which he didn't know much about movies, but he knows well, <laughs> a I know lot about, about the movie we're going to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> I know some things about movies. Now, when you're talking about Oscars, I'm like, yeah, that was that was a good bit. But, you yeah. know, we'll, we'll go back. And you were right about Spider-Man winning the Oscar. Yeah, that's because I just loved it so much. Yeah. <laughs> I knew how great it was. So I have some say. Yeah, so he is fully recovered from those hot wings. Yeah. To be able to come on a microphone yeah. and speak about the movie Joker, the 2019 film that has everyone either up in arms or complete opposite, and I'm madly in love with this movie and gone on and seen it many times. I just saw it a couple of weeks ago. Stephen, how many times have you seen it? Uh, I only saw it twice. I wanted to see it a third time, but I just didn't have enough time in my schedule to go to movies um but i loved it there was definitely like a lot of controversy and discussion um from like when the movie first got announced to leading up to the movie to the release and even now i mean now it's kind of died down like the movie's been out for like so long and everyone's kind of settled but like i remember like uh opening night and even like leading up to opening night there was a lot of talks and which we're going to talk about you know today yeah so we decided to wait about a month after it's released to see all the hoopla see what actually happens mm -hmm. if people's predictions were accurate we're going to discuss the movie so you may get some spoilers in here so we'll just kind of let you know if you haven't seen any really want to see it yeah i guess when the should. spoilers are coming yeah we should probably do a spoiler yep like yep and we'll probably put it in the in the credits but um yeah just so you guys know check out the podcast on everything.com for the latest updates, we're also on various websites and apps. You can find us if you're not listening to us on those. So we're going to do, we have a list of things about this movie, about when it was announced, historical jokers, where this one falls, mm -hmm. all that stuff. So if you're really interested and you like the Joker or, or like controversy about what they thought was going to happen and then what actually happened, and our views, I guess, is an episode for you. There you go. Before we get into talking about yeah. the movie you mentioned uh kind of spoilers and stuff what are your thoughts on spoilers like do you care do you not care because I, I think if it's current i care okay if it's if it's been a while yeah and like while, what's your what's your uh time period of like when it's okay to spoil yeah. something i think tv shows have a shorter time frame than a that movie. is very true yeah tv um, is like fast like a week yes um but like a movie <laughs> like a movie how like long a movie wait? I personally, if I have the opportunity to see it on like HBO or on DVD mm -hmm. and someone spoils it to me after it's been out there, yeah. then that's my fault. Yeah. Um, if someone told me what happens in the Joker like Saturday and it comes out on Friday, mm -hmm. I'd be pretty damn pissed Yeah. because <laughs> you didn't give me the time. So I think yeah. for movies, I think DVDs, that gives every audience person yeah. and once it's like a chance to do it in pay-per-view, yeah. HBO, Showtime. Once it's on there, it's I think it's fair game, and there's ways to avoid it. I wanted to watch The Sopranos for like a decade, mm -hmm. and I didn't know how it ended. <laughs> Somehow I was able to do that, <laughs> so it's possible with this stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, my my thing yeah. is like with movies. Uh, 
it's you have two opening weekends. Like you have the first opening weekend, and then you have the second opening weekend. So you get two weekends and like the weeks, you know, the days in between to see the movie. And if you haven't seen it by then, then it's kind of because like I remember when uh, Avengers Endgame, like the most hyped Marvel movie of all time, the 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 um, Russo brothers were like, okay, guys, two week. Two weeks, like opening weekend and second weekend. Then after that, we can talk about spoilers and stuff. But like, try to be, you know, uh, consider or what is it? Uh, consider it. Yeah, consider it to like the folks who haven't seen it. Like, you know, like try not to because like, well, like with uh, I'm on Twitter a lot, and Twitter is like the number one place for spoilers. Like, so yeah, yeah. you bring up a good point. I'm going to modify my answer because like big movies like Star Wars, right? Like, I think the, I, I don't think. You, I don't think the time frame should be a DVD, yeah, or anything like that. Yeah, yeah the that's big a good point. blockbuster movies. Like you get two weekends yeah. and that's it. Like a movie that everyone is going to see. Because um, like there's some people like that we work with that are like don't care about spoilers. Like um, my friend Bob, he he's like, yeah, you can just talk about it and spoil it. Like I don't care. Like, and we were talking to D'Angelo and he was like, yeah, like um, he he was like I. I like knowing what's going to happen and watching it play out. I'm like, no, that takes out all the yeah. fun. I feel like that's for the second time you watch something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look for the subtleties. Yeah. <laughs> like um, when I watched The Wire, someone told me some things that were going to happen. It's going to ruin it for me. Right. So, you want the surprise. Yeah. yeah. And then when I watch it the second time, I can see what led up to the surprise. Yeah. I like having that shock of, holy crap, <laughs> what the hell just happened? Right. Which in The Joker happened to me a lot. Yeah. And um, I watched it with, Daniel and me and him were like nudging each other like oh. what do you think's gonna happen and like I, I just got this bad feeling that something's gonna happen <laughs> and we're like oh my god like looking at each other we're yeah. like how come no one else is freaking out about this like yeah. <laughs> it's amazing yeah. so I like having that moment in the movie yeah we'll talk about our viewings yeah. like my first viewing was was awesome my second viewing was definitely interesting <laughs> um so like, let's talk yeah. about like when it first got announced and kind of like people mm-hmm. talking about it yep. so, like do you know when it got announced yes um so Right now, we have Wikipedia and Todd Phillips, who I love Todd Phillips because his movies are hilarious. Mm -hmm. And he's done Old School, one of my favorite movies. Due Date, which is pretty funny. Mm. Uh, The Hangovers. Yeah, all Classics. Yeah, the first one was the best. Obviously, the sequels weren't. Uh, Hangover 2 was okay. Mm. Yeah, Um, I love Mr. Chow. He is fantastic. And I I quote him all the time. Whether it's appropriate or not, I'm quoting him. You know, when you leave and you're rolling the window up and what he says. I'm not going to say it here because I don't want (laughs) to offend people. You just watch the movie. But I do that all the time with buddies. And Todd Phillips is a great director and producer for comedies. So when I heard that he was doing this, I was like, hmm, this is going to be great. This is going to be like a comedy, like the whole time. It's just going to be laugh out loud. Yeah, like a big departure, like. He's basically yeah. doing, like, a very serious, like, drama movie. And, uh, I mean, there is, like, obviously comedy bits in it. Um, yeah. And they were funny. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it, it's kind of like the, the opposite side of comedy, like, the depressing side of comedy, where it gets, like, real. Um, yeah, so he came up with the idea in 2016, and in 2017, he started writing the script. Mm-hmm. And... 
it basically when I was watching, I was like, man, this looks like a seventies movie, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's kind of how he wanted it to be. Right. He said yeah. he said uh, late seventies, early eighties, which that was kind mm-hmm. of time period. And I think he actually gave a specific year. He said nineteen eighty one in one of the interviews. So like in my head, it's nineteen eighty one, but like. You know, like, I, I was up watching the movie with a few friends, and I'm like, is it in the 70s? Is it in the 80s? Is it... I don't really know. Yeah, um, when, like, like, um, I guess New York, the big cities, they could watch adult yeah. films and mm-hmm. the big things. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, that that's was for me, I was like, yeah. whenever that was around, that's, yeah. to me, that seems like it's the 70s. Right. And then, even through the movies, I'm kind of thinking about that i'm like mm-hmm. how many people went to those movies i wonder how much they grossed <laughs> <laughs> right like, just, like, <laughs> just, just the shows yeah i'm just like yeah so maybe uh, think about it like an era that i don't really think about just based on street signs which is pretty cool yeah um it was it was definitely interesting with with uh the world building that they did um like this isn't really spoilers, but like in the very first scene in the Joker movie, um, it, it sets it up so perfectly. It shows the world, and it shows like uh, they there's like a radio announcer talking about um, the garbage strikes, which is a real event that actually happened in like the late seventies, early eighties okay. um, in New York, um, where I guess um, garbage men were just going on strike for like I guess labor reasons or something, and in that time period, just piles of garbage just like everywhere and you see that in the beginning scenes of joker where the whole town or the whole city is just like there's garbage bags everywhere just like littered between all the streets and stuff and it's just dirty and grimy um and another way is obviously yeah like the adults uh, signs and stuff um and i was watching a video of the cinematographer who who uh directed or like you know the director of photography or whatever who was um, in charge of, like, the set designs and stuff um, and all the compositions with lighting and everything. And he was talking about how the lights back then were, like, phosphorus something, like, basically, yeah. like, these kind of, like, yellowish-greenish, like, gross kind of looking lights or orangish-greenish lights um, that they were used back then. And that's, like, what we remember from the 70s and 80s. But um, So they use those types of lights um, to make it more realistic and, you know, more uh, real to make it seem yeah. like it was in that time period, which they did a perfect yeah. job. Yeah, and that those are the details that when you really critique a film, mm-hmm. you really look for it. Or what separates that from other movies? Yeah. Like, just the small details like that yeah. make a movie like this yeah. even better when compared to others. Yeah, it, it's it's supposed to immerse you. Like, if... Yeah. if you're, if you're watching a movie that's supposed to be set in the 70s and 80s and you see, like, things that were, like, in the 90s in there, like, that completely snaps, takes you out of it. You're like, that's not supposed to be in that time period. And then you, you lost it, you know? Yeah. So, um, according to this, Joaquin Phoenix expressed interest in doing, like, some type of character study about a comic, comic book villain. Mm. So he turned down a few roles like the Hulk and Doctor Strange. Really? So I guess they just weren't for him yeah. until Todd Phillips came along yeah, and gave him his idea. And I, what do you think about Joaquin playing Joker? So let's go back to the other Jokers that you remember. Right. And compare his his role as this two-hour Joker compared so to the others. You mentioned like the, the Marvel stuff like Hulk and Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. I think the reason that he probably didn't want to be... Um, 
in those characters is because most likely he would have had to sign a contract for many movies and okay. stuff. Because that's how all the Marvel's actors are, are. They they have to sign this contract to be in a multi-film industry. Because, like, you know, the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, you got to be in, you know, tie-ins for all this stuff. And that's, like, a, you know, a big chunk of your life. You know, I know all those Marvel actors are probably done, glad to be done that, that um... I guess trilogy or what, what even, I don't even know what you call it. So then they can do like other projects and stuff. But with like Joaquin, like I think he, like honestly, I can't imagine another actor doing it better than he did. He, like I've always been a fan of uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Like he has like really great movies. Um, I think one of the uh, first movies I saw him with was um, Her with him and Scarlett Johansson. And he, like he did so great. Um, and, uh, there's another movie. We're looking at his list of films yeah. and it he was, is he was quite significant. The Village, which was also another really great movie. Um, yeah. and, uh, well, what was another one that he was in? I've only seen, I think, Signs and maybe Oh yeah, Signs. I, I recently saw Signs and also, again, he was great in that. By the way, I hated that ending of that movie. Oh really? Absolutely hated it. Oh, that was great. I hate, I... See, this is why I hated it. So, we don't have to worry about spoiling signs because it came out in freaking 2002. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'm good here. But um, Actually, now that I think about it, it kind of was dumb. But it yeah. kind of had an interesting, like, view on, like, aliens and just so, society. Everything was great in for one thing, and that pissed me off and ruined it for me. What was it? It's not Mel Gibson's It's not anybody's role. They were fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. pissed me off was that water was what hurt them. Oh, so, yeah. why the... F- um, no, that was why that the was... heck would a alien race go to a planet that is two thirds water <laughs> and try to take it over? That makes no freaking sense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to me, once that happened, I was like, "Why would they come here? This is stupid." Well, that, that, I <laughs> See, guess everything's water here. <laughs> the whole idea with the, was the movie is like, wasn't it like uh, like there's like a destiny or something? Everything like because like his uh, his daughter had that whole thing about not drinking water, so he had cups of water everywhere. And then, like, it was supposed to be there where, like, the alien comes to his house, and then the cup falls onto his skin, and then they realize, oh, they hate water and stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's supposed to be, like, oh, like, everything is there for a reason, like, with, like, religion and all that other jazz and stuff. There's, like, a plan and stuff. And, yeah. But I'm just like, if it rains, what then? <laughs> right, yeah. Like, I guess that's true. Like, yeah. They should have just had something else liquidy. <laughs> right. So it's maybe a bunnet, but that's what I hate about science. But let's go back here. Yeah. Ladder forty nine. I know that was like a good. He was really good in good film. the master. Um, it was uh, it was a movie about uh, what is it called? Um, I think Scientology and just like how crazy it is um, and how they kind of like break you and manipulate you. Uh, so I feel like every movie that he's in that I have seen uh, has been amazing. But with Joker, it was, I think it was, like, a perfect role for him. Like, it was just, like, um, he knows how to be joyful and and happy and um, full of life. But at the same time, he can turn it off like that and, like, basically act as, like, a completely different person, which is kind of, like, how Joker is. It's supposed it well, I mean, there's a lot of interpretations, but, like, it's... I think this movie is a big, uh, t- taking big from, um, the comic, uh, the, one of the, 
uh, DC Comics of the, like, kind of like the origin, like, the origin, uh, one origin of the Joker called The Killing Joke. Um, and, because the whole thing about Joker is he's supposed to not, like, what makes him scary is that he doesn't have a past. Like, no one knows who he really is. No one knows, like, where he came from. He just popped out of nowhere is this kind of, like, agent, like, this tide of chaos. And it's supposed to disrupt, like, the social norm. Um, and that's, like, you know, the Joker in every iteration. Um, so a lot of people were kind of, like, like, when the, the Joker movie got announced, everyone was like, well, why are you giving the Joker an origin story? He, he, the whole point of him is not to have an origin story. And the director was, uh, like, basically, he wanted to give a version of, not, like, the definitive version of an origin story, but a version of the uh, origin story. And I think this this version is a, is a really good telling, um, but there's definitely some parts that seem familiar to The Killing Joke. Yeah, and I liked his origin story because it wasn't... It was a guy, so he's messed up because society screwed up, his parents screwed up, mm-hmm. and and then just people treated him bad, his environment's terrible, Yeah, and he just couldn't take it anymore. Right, and that's kind of, mm-hmm. uh, again, similar mm-hmm. to Killing Joke. Like mm-hmm. The whole point is, like, uh, it's this stand-up comedian, which is uh, um, similar to Arthur Fleck, and... He's obviously not very good. Um, and in The Killing Joke, he actually has a wife um, who is, I think, pregnant. And, um, you know, he's behind on his bills and stuff. And he can't really afford to t- take care of his wife and his unborn child and stuff. And so he's trying to make it as a comedian. Um, but then he, like, um, gets involved with the, the mob. And the mob is like, hey, like, you used to, he used to work at a chemical factory called Ace Chemicals, which is very... Uh, famous in the Batman mythos. Um, and he's like, oh, you used to work at this chemical facility. We're going to rob the place. We need an inside man. And he's like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't, you know, get caught and stuff. And um, they're like, you'll make a lot of money to for you and your family. And also we'll give you this, like, uh, red mask uh, to, like, um, cover you so like police can't see you whatever and that's the origin story of like the red hood which is like another you know like uh character and also like kind of an uh, alias of the joker um and he finds out that his like right before the job starts his wife was killed i think in a car accident or something but basically his wife died and he was like, well, I don't want to be in the robbery anymore because, like, my wife died. I, like, you know. And the mom's like, no, you, you still got to be part of the job or whatever. And um, so they force him to um, be part of the job. And during the robbery, um, I think, like, the Batman comes in and, and stops them. And he accidentally falls into the the chemical uh that and bleaches his skin white and turns his hair green and also kind of just like makes him crazy and he starts like laughing like hysterically and it just it just breaks him um and um he talks about how basically um to to get to where he was like to kind of help explain what he went through is that it it just takes one bad day to make someone like the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kidnaps the uh, Commissioner Gordon and does something similar to prove that he, that anyone can be like the Joker. 
if they have one bad day. So, like, he shoots his daughter, um, I think rapes her, um, and then kidnaps him, like, basically takes off all his clothes and shows the commissioner, like, all the pictures uh, that the Joker took of his uh, of his daughter, like, just bleeding out and stuff. Um, and, like, just tries to break him, but then Batman obviously comes and saves the day. Um, and the commissioner doesn't get broken, and, like, he, he's fine. Um, and there's a part where Batman and Joker, like, they have this crazy relationship where they're both, like, similar people where they both had something terrible happen to them, mm-hmm. but how they dealt with that kind of reflects... Drastically different. <laughs> yeah, it's dramatically different. One kind of wants to help people rehabilitate, others just want to cause chaos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a scene where Batman is like, hey, like we're, we're going to end up killing each other one day. Like Maybe I can help you, I can rehabilitate you. Um, like, you know, like, if you just give me a chance and the Joker was like, no, like, it's too late for me. I can't, I can't be held. Like, you know, this is who I am. This is what happened to me. I, I can't really change that. I can't go back. Um, so it's a, it's a great story. Um, so like, this is like the Joker movie is kind of like one interpretation of that, except without Batman. Like it focuses only on the Joker, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so, so let's go over briefly not let's not do the animated ones this oh, is their what? voices yeah well, that's we can. True, there's, but there's three they, they still we'll, like we'll, we'll go over them at the end okay so jared leto right how, how good of a job did you think he did i did not watch suicide I, squad well i've watched basically every dc movie because i'm a huge dc movie uh or just dc fan in general um the good ones or the bad ones and i think uh what's his name uh Jared Leto could have been a good Joker, but he kind of went too far with like the whole me- method acting and stuff, mm-hmm. and and also maybe some bad directing and just like I don't know, it it was not a good interpretation really. They kind of made him this weird like cringy like, hey I'm crazy like, and obviously you can tell like like this cringy. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, super insane because I have all these crazy tattoos. And also, like, a big thing about the Joker is, like, his laugh. Like, he has an iconic laugh. Um, and also, like, Jared Leto's, like, version of that laugh was a little weird. Like, it was just too, like, it was basically, like, really edgy and just, like, tried too much to be, like, like in your face. Um, and that's not what the Joker is supposed to be. Um, like, he could have been, like, a really good, like, just, like, gangster. Like, that would have been cool. Um, and if they focus on that, like, and, and there were like a few, a very few scenes where he was like kind of menacing and like scary, but the rest of the movie was like, oh, okay, they, it's, it's uh, <laughs> not great. Um, um, we're trying to do them in order yeah. in reverse. Heath yeah. Ledger. Uh, he was great. Obviously. Um, many people say he was the best ever. Right. Um, um, he definitely was kind of like the inspiration of like showing this like pure sociopath, like, like, um, in previous versions of the Joker, it was kind of like this, you know, clown prince of crime, like this like comedian guy that was very goofy and very silly, but he ledger just brought this realness and this, uh, psychotic, I guess, like, behavior w- with the Joker and made him just terrifying. Like, um, yeah. Um, he did a, an amazing job and really understood the character of the Joker that he is 
this force of chaos that, um, and like kind of showing like, like this, some of the scenes, like where he's burning the money pile, like how he doesn't care about money. He just wants to create chaos. And again, it's similar. And he has the idea, um, where people will make the bad decision if they think they can survive. Um, and there's like two scenes in the dark Knight where it's one where he connects all those people and puts them out on the boats and he gives each, each boat the other's detonator and he's like one of them is going to pull it because like that's that's how people are they're they're just like animals they're they're gonna try to blow each other up because they want to survive and stuff um and there's also the whole creation of uh two-face and harvey dent where he the joker was responsible for taking away everything in harvey dent's life and turned him you know evil um so yeah that was a, that was a very good version of the Joker. Yeah, I've I actually haven't seen those movies. Really? Yeah. You haven't seen the Dark Knight trilogy? Oh, no. well, sorry. First of all, I mean, well, we did fair, talk about it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been so you had your yeah. chance, but I st- like still recommend seeing it because I I did spoil like some things, but well, I mean, it's it's still good. It's a yeah. classic movie now. Yeah. So is his role. Right. Um, um, speaking of classic ones, how does yeah. Jack Nicholson compare? Uh, so I've never actually seen the Tim Burton Batman. I've I've seen I've seen parts of it, but I've never like sat down and watched the entire thing, um, just because I think that kind of era, like the night the was it 1989 joke or Batman movie, was just too goofy and too silly. Just like the Batman, uh, Michael Keaton, I did not think he was a great Batman, um, but. Jack Nicholson, I think, uh, he was a good Joker. Like, um, he knew how to be funny and rambunctious because, like, he was, like, one of the most famous actors at the time. And that movie is actually being, uh, really famous for paying, like, the villain, like, an absurd amount of money, like, even more than like Michael Keaton, I think. Well, Jack Nicholson um, at the time had a lot of <laughs> great, a lot of accolades under his belt. Exactly, you look at like who he was right. as an actor. The studio didn't like pick someone who thought it would be a good uh, Bat or Joker. They just picked him because he was like so famous. I, th- I think and, as an actor, as a great yeah. actor, he did a oh good yeah job. And yeah, for the time, I think it was perfect. Yeah, because imagine like Heath Led- Heath Ledger in that. With yeah. that role back then, it would just, right. I guess it would just seem weird for the time. Yeah. Like, and, like, and that's like the he thing. wasn't involved. Yeah. The Joker wasn't evolved in the comics or anything to mm-hmm. that level, to my right. knowledge. Yeah. But I think, well, I think yeah. now since we see what the Joker has become, mm-hmm. it looks more foolish. Yeah. And, right. And looking back, everything always seems more camping back then because, like, you had the Adam West Batman in the 60s. Yeah. Um, and, and then yep. the. Cesar Romero, that's who we're going into next. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. And again, that is something that I have not seen. I've seen clips of, um, but I've never actually, well, I mean, watched the whole series. Um, I heard but it was I, a great series for its time. Right. Yeah. For the 60s. Like, 60s yeah. was supposed to be, like, kind of camping. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't remember who the penguin is off the top of my head. He was a famous. Uh, it was a famous yeah. actor, and I think he was yeah. in Grumpy Old Man. But um, for his time, he was like this stupid clown-looking hey. penguin, and it was fantastic for its time. But Wasn't now it's Cesar a little foolish. Romero, uh, also a com- like famous, like just 
comedian or like comedy actor? We can look it up since we yeah. have a computer. Because I, I think I remember hearing something about that, like um, that, like that's who he was. He was uh, like a well-known actor from that time period. So that's why they picked it, picked him as the Joker. Yeah, dang, um, he was born in 1907. Mm. Yeah, wow. he's, he's got that. Oh, wow, he looks good now. Yeah, well, that was yeah. in 1973. <laughs> well, on Wikipedia, they got a photo of him. Yeah. I'm like, man, if he was born in 1907, he looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. But that was taken 40 yeah. years ago, the yeah. photo. He, he passed. But uh, Yeah, so he was an actor, singer, dancer, dancer vocal artist, active mm-hmm. in film, radio, and television for almost 60 years. Yeah. Dang. Um, yeah, so he was, he was active for a very long time, until 1992. Right. But yeah, it's showing him in... Some some interesting yeah. movies. So I think with rankings, yeah. um, or like who the best Joker was. Yeah, film Joker. Let's do film I, Joker first. I, yeah, I mean obviously, like my favorite version of the Joker is kind of uh, is kind of a cop out answer because it's one a well known one and also technically not a film Joker. It's Mark Hamill as the voice of no, Joker. We're not there yet. <laughs> but, I'm just saying, it's it's just like iconic. Well, I guess um, there's no point in talking about the animated ones now, is there? No, well, yeah. I mean, there's only oh. one anime. Actually, there's technically there's a few. There's a few. According, so, according to online, there's a few. Right. So the um, most well known is Mark Hamill, and, and then also a second well known one is actually Troy Baker. Um, he did a uh, Batman video game called Batman Arkham Origins. And he voiced uh, the Joker um, for an animated one. And also, there was actually another animated movie that with the voice of the Joker. I can't remember what his name was. Um, there is one that I'm seeing, Kevin Michael Richardson, who did him for the Batman series, the animated series. The animated series? No, that was, that was uh, what's-his-face. Yeah, but I don't know what animated series, because... It might have been the second, like the season two, but like the original animated series was Mark Hamill. Um, Zach Galf- Ga- uh, Galifianakis, he did the Lego Batman movie, and that movie was awesome, and the Joker was also really, really good. Yeah, um, now, for the animated series, there was, I remember one being around when the Superman animated one was. Yeah. So maybe the beginning of the 90s? Yeah. Oh, yeah, me, yeah, maybe. Um, he was. And yeah. there was another one. Can you look up um, Under the Red Hood, Joker? Because that is a big Joker movie. Um, and the voice actor for that, I really liked his voice. I don't know who did it. 2010. Yeah, so now if you had to pick between them acting, mm-hmm. not just their voice, out of those four, Cesar Romero, yeah. Jared Leto, um, Jack Nicholson, Joaquin Phoenix, and Heath Ledger, so five. Right. Um, which, which one do you think? I would say it's a tie for first with between uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Heath Ledger. I think they both did an amazing job and really understood the Joker character. And I can't say, they they were each good in their own version, um, so I can't say one is better than the other because they're kind of really almost like two different characters. And that's the great thing about the Joker is there's many versions of the Joker. Like, that's the thing. He doesn't have a backstory. He can be different types of Jokers. And there's actually, like, in the comic books, like, um, 
not currently. Well, I guess kind of currently. Like, it happened a while ago. Um, but there's this big arc about, like, um, Batman trying to figure out um, who the Joker is, like, and his origin. Mm-hmm. And he basically asks, like, this supercomputer. Um, and um, the computer basically tells him there are actually three Jokers. Um, and uh, there is the kind of like sociopathic uh, Joker, which is kind of most reminiscent to Heath Ledger. There's kind of like the the gangster kind of comedy Joker, um, like uh, like Jack Nicholson, and then there's like the completely like comedian, like full like lighthearted fun Joker, like the one from the Adam West series. Um, so a lot of people have been like making these theories that like oh they're doing the three th- the three Joker. Um, trilogy, like, with the three Jokers. I do like that idea. That is a cool yeah. concept to so think about. There are three versions and stuff that exist. Um, yeah, and that's why he's existed for, like, all these time, this time. Which is it's also kind of like Batman, too. Yeah. like, Batman, there's different versions of him. There's, like, a dark version of him. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, the more lighthearted one. Yeah. But, like, this isn't, like, different universes. I think mm-hmm. they're saying, like, there are three Jokers in, like, one time period, and they have different... Um, uh, values, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you're you're thinking of John DiMaggio. Yes. May or may not be related to Joe DiMaggio. Yes. He is a great voice actor because he um he does Bender on Futurama, <laughs> and he does Jake the Dog on uh, Adventure Time. He he's a very famous voice actor, but his version of the Joker was so like kind of terrifying like it was kind of like a like a gangster kind of not a gangster but like just like a very like scary not really like whimsical voice a very dark gritty voice and i really liked it um kind of similar to i guess heath ledger a little bit yeah yeah Um, so let's get into yeah the uh the preview Mm -hmm. and the critics reaction once they saw the preview of what could happen with the Joker, what they yeah. thought was going to happen in the last month. Right. That has not happened. Yes. And this was kind of the start of all the controversies. Like, so months before the movie came out, the movie came out in October, but all throughout the summer, um, people were writing articles and um, opinion pieces about the Joker and uh, talking about, based off like either the trailers and also previews that they probably saw, that this was going to cause, like, mass violence and, like, like shootings and stuff and give um, people, uh, give, like, kind of, like, mentally ill people, like, kind of, like, inspiration, I guess, to incite these violent acts. Um, and they're going to, like, see the Joker as, like, this hero and put him on this pedestal and stuff. Um so there was, like, big debates about, like, people, like, they shouldn't see the movie or people um, should, like, ban the movie and stuff because it's just going to incite violence and and cause, like, more shootings and stuff, which is kind of a big thing that's been going on in the country currently. Um, so the, they wrote all these, like, articles saying, like, this movie is just going to add more fuel to fire and give... Um, those people, something to, like, motivate them to actually commit these crimes. Um, and... But, see, this is what, like, makes me go crazy. It's just, like, do they really... 
if someone's going to do something, do they need a video game character yeah. or a movie, right. a movie and, role to give them motivation to right. do something? And this has been a big debate or a big topic. Right. Um, is just like violence in media. Like, how, does like media, um, like violent media, cause violence in real life? Um, and I'm a huge believer that um, there is no correlation because there is many like um, da- there's much data and research uh, studies that show that um, re- uh, media violence has no correlation or causation with real life violence. Um, but for some reason, the media has been broadcasting this since like the 80s about violent movies and violent video games and stuff. Um, till yeah. now, and they yeah. still say that it's a cause of real life violence. With which, even though they're ignoring all the evidence, that it clearly shows that it doesn't. Um, yeah. So this is the yeah. newest case. And I've yet to hear any. Let's see if the next war movie that comes out, if any, mm-hmm. if these same people right attack it for being violence and exactly. And I yeah, I don't know why they're picking the Joker movie because. The movie itself is not there. There are some violent scenes in it, but the entire movie is is really most of a drama, not really even a violence movie. There are way more violent movies that are coming out today, like the whole John Wick series. That movie is nothing about. Uh, <laughs> it's only about like shooting people with crazy guns and stuff. And, but no one made a single article about that movie about how John Wick is going to cause mass shootings and stuff. Not a single one, but. Um, I guess because they the movie is is dealing with topics of like society driving a person mm-hmm. crazy and mad and stuff and uh, there is like um, a few instances of like gun violence in the movie that they're that they're picking on and also I feel like they're piggyback piggybacking off of uh, the shooting that happened um, during the the dark night in times. Aurora. Yeah, Colorado. And again, like I, we were talking earlier mm-hmm. about how there's kind of like a lot of misinformation about that shooting, um, and about the person who who did the shooting. Um, they, they, like the media was talking about how uh, the shooter was like um, being inspired by the Joker because you know the Heath Ledger Joker was like there was a lot of gun violence in there, and they were like making that correlation. And I was like, oh yeah, like you know he's he's being inspired by the Joker, but really the real reason was because um, he just picked the most popular movie playing at the time, which was The Dark Knight, and that's why he picked that movie. And I think someone one report was like, oh yeah, he dyed his hair inspired by the Joker, but I don't know if he did dye his hair or if he dyed it because of the Joker, because I think someone said he dyed his hair red, and his, the Joker's hair is like green, obviously, um, but I don't. I don't even know. But there's just like a whole bunch of like misinformation about that shooting, um, and leading up to the release of the movie, and I think even during the uh, release of the movie, there was a big petition from the families and victims, um, families of victims of the Aurora shooting, um, saying that they didn't want the movie to be shown. I guess like maybe in their area or just like anywhere like basically trying to censor or, or ban the movie yeah, yeah yeah that was him yep um so yeah he had his his hair dyed red and and um um so but um what was i saying oh yeah so the families were talking about how they wanted to kind of ban the newest joker movie coming out because they thought like another roar would happen and what i say to that is like 
yes, like terrible things will happen and stuff. And that Aurora shooting was awful. Um, but you can't blame a piece of media for the real reason on why that man decided to shoot up that that movie theater. Yeah. Clearly, there were other issues that people decide that they don't want to talk about um, that caused him to, to do that act. Um, but the easiest thing to piggyback off is, oh, media, movies, video mm-hmm. games. And yeah. stop it, don't let anyone see it, and just, like, shut down that, which I, like you, I disagree with that, because it's like, what if we do that for any time we have... A, an event like that. Like, what did we do when 9-11 happened? Mm-hmm. You know, we kept moving. <laughs> yeah. We don't shut it down. And if you ignore the issues or, like, yeah. the talks about what you could have about with violence and stuff, then you're just suppressing that. And it's only going to cause the opposite reaction. It's going to cause more violence. Mm-hmm. It's going to cause more shootings. If you ignore the problem instead of trying to actually deal with it and actually have a conversation about it. Um, yeah, I mean, Cause, yeah, because then if if I'm like a psychopath, like, yeah, what the uh, war um, guy was, I'm like, man, look at all this. Look right. at what, what what my one actions can do mm-hmm. to like a whole country, just mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. But like, I think the big thing is like proof. Hey, that's not going to shut us down. We can we can move on from this and still have art and still have opinions and show things that not right. all of us like. Right. And that's the whole idea between art. Like, it's supposed to invoke some mm-hmm. sort of emotion. It might not be an emotion that you are comfortable with. And when I saw the movie, and maybe when you also saw the movie, like, not speaking for you, but I was very uneasy during that movie, but you're supposed to feel like that. That's what the message was supposed right. to... It, if, you, if, you weren't supposed to feel like that he was a hero you were supposed to know like i mean the movie is not supposed to teach you morality you should just know that and if you come out of it and you're not upset at some of the scenes yeah then we have the issue (laughs) right exactly like if you're watching and here's here's maybe some spoilers Mm -hmm. but like if you're watching a guy get stabbed Mm -hmm. while another person is there like screaming and you don't have some type of emotion it's negative that you feel bad for the person watching it or the person getting stabbed then we have the issue right and with with art like or just like media in general yeah again it's not supposed to teach you morality you are supposed to know that Mm -hmm. inherently or you're supposed to lean it learn it through other people but Mm -hmm. uh, media is not there to hold your hand and tell you what is right and wrong you are supposed to know that just like inherently um, and that's where issues with people who don't have in like a an aligned morality come from is um, yeah, they already have those kind of like issues going on already, and then media just or like news and stuff kind of just like latch on to oh yeah this this uh, violence uh, in this fictional violence is is a causing this real-life violence. But even though there's a bunch of data that you can look up that shows the complete opposite. Um, but yeah, so let's. I guess we can start like talking about the, when the movie actually came out and all the reviews after. Yeah, and I know Todd Phillips was very against the thoughts of what those people thought right. um, yeah. about his film. Yeah. And he said it was art. Yeah. And he's going to support art because once you start telling artists 
what they can and can't do it's based on yeah based on what you think then we're going to have no art right and he also was talking about um, don't judge it until you actually see it, which that was the thing that pissed me off the most. These people were, were writing these articles about how it's going to cause all this stuff without actually even mm-hmm. seeing the movie. And once the movie actually came out and once people were actually reviewing it, um, nothing happened. Like all those people that were like, oh yeah, more shootings are going to happen, more acts of violence were going to happen. Like, the opening night, I went Thursday night, like, to opening night, and there were police officers stationed at the movie theater, and also many, like, I know there was news articles about other police officers stationed around other AMC and Regal, like, movie theaters because of, like, all the hype between all the shootings and violence and stuff. Which which is sad, because we have to put police officers right. at a movie theater for fear that something could happen. Yeah, instead Based of on them art. doing like actual work yeah. that can be actually helping people. Yeah. Um, Based and on that, art. <laughs> yeah. And that opening weekend, not a single shooting or not a single violence act of uh, act of violence was reported at all. Like even if there was one, it would blow up the internet. Like oh, like see, like look, there was, yeah. but there wasn't not a single one. Um, yeah. So and I'm sure I wonder if. And I haven't done this, but I wonder if the media's like, well, because we came out and said it, then they like were afraid to come out and do it. Oh yeah, they're, you know that yeah. that kind of they're we're right. still right, but since yeah. we said that there was going to be violence, yeah, and we were all aware that they were afraid to come out, mm-hmm. yeah, you know that type of BS. Wow. Which, but right. yeah, so the first week it made thirty nine point nine million dollars on its first day. Actually, sorry, I was part of that, <laughs> which is a ridiculous number. Yeah, it it made a lot uh, of money. Yeah, the first weekend it made almost a hundred million dollars. Right, and what was the budget? Fifty five. So right, it already so it, doubled. Exactly, it basically. already made its money back yeah. easy in the first weekend. Um, and it's been a month, mm-hmm. and it is almost at one billion dollars. And I do yeah. the, <laughs> the the Doctor Evil, but no, it's nine hundred and forty eight. $0.6 million right. as of this recording, which yeah. as of right now puts it seventh on the list of highest grossing films of 2019. Yeah. Um, but the accolade that it does have, it is it is the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. It, um, I think past Deadpool 2 or Deadpool, like, I think Deadpool 2 and Deadpool, like, you know, that series was mm-hmm. kind of the, the number one R-rated movie for the longest time. Um, but yeah, then Joker passed it. Um, and I think even Ryan Reynolds kind of made this like funny joke, like kind of congratulating, mm-hmm. uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, and, yeah. uh, yeah, like, um, so I'm happy that it, it made so much money because it's, it's an amazing movie and it, and it's, it's a really good, uh, just piece of art. Yeah. Um, it's already passed both Deadpools by about 150 million yeah. on average already. Yeah. And it's, it's still in theaters. We'll say. Yeah conservatively it'll probably make another 50 and hit the billion dollar mark you think it'll hit a billion dollars it's got a chance i'm surprised that it actually um is still playing like it's been out since like it came out like october 4th or 5th october 4th yeah so it's been out Mm -hmm. out more than a month which i feel like that's kind of long but i don't know maybe it's just been a slow month or a long month. Yeah, I think it'll probably trickle out of certain theaters. Yeah. But the numbers will still pile up. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when artists have those albums out and they mm-hmm. get like, <laughs> yeah. they're almost gold and then like it takes a while and then enough 
albums yeah. are sold. I think it'll stay at seven. It's not going to be at Aladdin, yeah. which I don't even know why people watch Aladdin. This is my thoughts. Uh, I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah. But um, so I guess let, let's talk about like our views and also like the actual movie itself. Um, so uh, yeah. So when it, when it came out, yeah. um, we talked about the media's reaction. Yeah. Everyone that watched it was like, this is an amazing movie. Like, it's going to make you think. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad as what everyone portrayed it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, all right, well, I, I'm going to watch it because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I haven't been to a movie theater in a long time. <laughs> this is a controversial movie. Right. Um, I want to see what the hype is about. Everyone's saying it's a good movie. So I was... Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was just going to be nothing but mean, violence. Yeah, it was I wasn't sure. <laughs> me telling you that it was a good movie. Yeah. You should go watch it because I saw it opening. Night. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was going to be mostly violence of yeah. just like death after death after death. Right. And then I go and I'm like, and I'm actually watching. I'm like, I haven't seen like a death in <laughs> yeah. in a while. And then, so, and then this, now we got some spoilers of yes. he commits his first few deaths. But right. the way he does it, it's like he's it's very quick. Yeah, he's this. He's he's not the bad guy in the and at the scene. He was just. A little weird, and he did something over, but it was like they kind of started off in the wrong, and you're like, "Wait a second. Kind of, kind of threw you off because he's like, "Man, he got the yeah. shit kicked out of him." You kind of feel sympathy then, for him yeah. in the beginning of the movie, but then as he does more violent acts, you're like, "Oh no!" Like it's yeah. like it's kind of like you don't want him to cross that threshold, but he does, and then you're like, "Oh no, he's definitely like no, he's just murdering people now." And yeah. um, so. Yeah, and my first viewing of, of Joker um, were it's a pretty full theater, theater and uh, some of my like I guess we'll talk about scenes now. Uh, the very first or one of the first, I guess sorry, one of my favorite uh, first scenes in the movie was um, they're in the locker room and someone's like. Uh, the big guy is making like a, the little guy like he's like making like a little person joke or whatever. About uh, yeah. <laughs> miniature golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like Arthur, he starts like laughing like and so kind of some background on the movie. The movie is about this man named Arthur Fleck, and he's kind of like this uh, sidewalk clown kind of like performer and stuff, and he's trying to make a career in stand-up comedy, um, and. Um, he works at this like clown like I guess rental agency, which is kind of weird. Like they just hire like clowns for events and stuff. And just yeah, um, just doing anything. Yeah, so doing he, anything. in the beginning he's holding a sign outside, mm-hmm. and that's what he was hired to do. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so it, it kind of follows him, and um, there's a scene where they're in the locker room and they're making the joke, and they explain. Uh, Arthur's condition in the beginning, uh, like, or they explain his laugh. Um, the reason that he has, he's laughing is because he actually has a mental uh, disability where he has kind of this uncontrollable laughter and his laugh is so good. And that's why he like, also like why I think he did such a good performance of the Joker was because like he really nailed a good Joker laugh. Um, and apparently for research, Joaquin Phoenix, um, looked at a bunch of videos of, people who had this disorder where they physically can't stop laughing. Um, and I can't remember what the disorder was called, um, but he watched videos of those people and kind of like mimicked that, like where they were laughing to a point where it was, it was like hurting and they were like crying and stuff. Um, 
And so he, he copied off of that. Um, and that's how they explain his laugh. It's like, he's just, um, he has a disability and that causes him to uncontrollably laugh, um, in inappropriate situations. And there's a few scenes like in that where, um, he's on the bus and there's a mom and a son and he's like making the, the little boy laugh. Like he's making all these goofy faces trying to like, you know, bring a smile to his face as like a person who's like in comedy would try to do. And then the mom like, like turns around and just like snaps at him. He's like, stop messing with my son. And he tries to reply. It's like, oh, I wasn't messing with him. I was just trying to make him laugh. And he, and she goes, no, just stop talking to him. Um, and then like he kind of just like, you know, like, uh, turn, turns away and just ignores it. But, um, but uh, then he starts uncontrollably laughing, uh, laughing, and she's like, "What's wrong with you?" And she he hands <laughs> her a card that shows that, that tells her that he has the the, the condition. Um, yeah, and I, me and um, when I was watching it, I looked at Dan and I was like, "You think he just has those as a joke, just to, <laughs> just to do this, or is this like a real thing?" And the cops later, oh, yeah. say that when they mm-hmm. when they have the card, yeah, yeah, and he just you know tells him to f off, yeah. But I think let's see if we can actually play a compilation okay of yeah. his laughter yeah <laughs> right that that laugh yeah. right there yeah. so <laughs> that that laugh um he, they're in the locker room. He makes a joke and he makes that laugh. But then the second he leaves the room, he just shuts it off. Like yeah. he's laughing and then his face goes completely serious. And it made me think it's like, did he, did he just like laugh just to be like, oh, like I have this condition. Like, cause like he didn't want to be in that situation mm-hmm. and just kind of like laugh along with the other guys and stuff. Like, did he make that conscious choice of laughing and just like leaving or was it part of his condition? And it was like a very like joker thing to do. Like you, like it was just like, he laughed and then just like shut it off. Like just like became a different person. Um, yeah. And, and every time he laughed, it was like this creepy yeah. feeling you would get like, Ugh. <laughs> right. Like he was like, um, there was some scenes where like he was like like coughing and like choking and like almost like like tearing up and crying like it it looked like it was hard for him to like just breathe and and it made it it made it uh, really unsettling yeah there was yeah and let's let's move on to like a few other scenes mm-hmm. but like that were unsettling yeah. which a lot of the movie was which yeah. was the point of the movie mm-hmm. I think was to make you think about about that plus you know society and where society is going yeah when stuff like this can happen mm-hmm. and it's like he's in a city and it's just an awful shithole of a of a, right, of a city garbage which, everywhere yeah, it's dirty yeah it's people bad. do whatever they want they treat each other wrong yeah and even the joker mentions that when he's on something later yeah. About how awful he's seen the city turn in his own mind. I'm like, if a mental, <laughs> mm-hmm. if a mental patient is saying this same thing, mm-hmm. then it's it's bad. Right. You know, and um, and it's like the city's basically in chaos. People mm-hmm. hate the mayor. They yep. don't know, you know, if they can trust others. Mm-hmm. People walk down the street and they just treat treat each other poorly. Yeah. He gets the crap kicked out of him by by Some kids. kids. Yeah. 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 Some- 
like in the the fir- the very first uh, mm-hmm. s- uh, scene, he is like performing for this like um, like TV or like radio mm-hmm. company that's like going out of business, and he's holding a sign, and some kids steal a sign, and he's like he's like chasing him for like like almost a minute, I feel like, mm-hmm. and he's running through all these people and all, all three all these cars, but no one is helping him. Like he he's he's like screaming for help. And eventually, like, he turns a corner and runs after the kids, and the kids just, like, whack him with the sign, and just, like, they're, like, kick him, kick him, and, like, they're just beating him up, and they just, like, leave him there, um, and that's, like, the, the title card, like, where it says Joker, where he's just, like, lying on the ground, just, like, kind of, like, shaking and quivering, and it's just, like, he's just, like, so alone, and, like, no one is helping him at all. Yeah, and it kind of, like, sets the scene for the rest of the movie. Right. Yeah. In which you're like, all right, well, like he's got everything around him mm-hmm. is going to be the reason why he's going to act this way. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, he's he's a little off in the head. Yeah, and they uh, he has like the psychiatrist, um, I guess, or therapist. State that, ordered. Yeah, because apparently he had he had like uh, <laughs> they talk about how he was previously um, in I guess either in Arkham or like a mental institution, um, and they they do this like sh- this uh, this sharp cut of like him like banging his head in um like this all white room in, in a straight jacket um and just like talking about like his time and how he's on medication and he was supposed to write in a journal and he was like oh i'm been using it for a joke journal like but and, it's really weird the stuff yeah. he's writing inside mm-hmm. it yeah like i think in the commercial or the the trailer they show uh the scene where like he's writing his book and if you like stop and like actually read it, it it's like mm-hmm. these really kind of like dark and cringy jokes oh not cringy like just like dark and creepy jokes um and um there's one joke where um he he says uh i hope my life uh or i hope my death makes more sense than in my life and he spells sense with uh, like like money like sense with a c and I thought that was kind of a fu- like funny <laughs> joke, but uh, his his therapist was like, "Well, what's wrong with you? Like, you shouldn't be joking about suicide and stuff." Yeah, but since um, she's like court ordered, she like yeah. she's doing her job yeah. basically, and and yeah. that's the end. And he has that confrontation yeah. when he when she's running out of funding and he's mm-hmm. telling her something. Yeah. And you're like, so she doesn't even care about him. Yeah. He, like this therapist doesn't actually care about him at all. So he's literally got nobody. Yeah. And. and his oh. mother cares about him. No, so no, he not even so, his oh, mother. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so he goes home, and his mother mm-hmm. is sickly, and he takes care of her. Yeah, and it and, seems like a good relationship. Yeah, like they but, watch TV together. Yeah. He makes her meals. But that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he goes, he works, and it looks like it's just the same routine over and over again. Right, and that get, was a good. Get that, impression. that was good. Yeah, it that, was like his yeah. his life. This is his life. He he works, and then he comes home, and it's just like, um, yeah, he's got no meaning. Mm-hmm. His city's going to trash. Yeah, no one cares about him, mm-hmm. and you know he's about to lose his job. Because yeah. people treat him like crap on the street. Mm-hmm. And, and they're blaming him for all, everything that's happening. Like, his boss, they called him and he's like, why did, you, why did you leave early on your job? And also, you stole the guy's sign. And he's like, well, I got jumped. Like, you didn't hear about that? And he's like, I don't care what happened. Like, just give the guy his sign or else I'm taking it out of your pay. Whatever. Um, and he gets, like, really frustrated with that. 
Um, yeah. And I think it, it sets up the rest of the movie really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it has a good flow. Yeah, so we're just we're just gonna hit a few other scenes, just so we don't ruin the movie for any yeah. <laughs> anybody. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel like I'm, I just want to talk about yeah. the whole movie. Oh, we could. Yeah. We'll probably we could talk about this movie for the length of the movie, which is about two hours long. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll definitely um, cut it short. But so um, another scene that I really liked was um, the scene where he's doing stand up. And, um, or no, no, right before he's doing stand-up, he is watching another stand-up comedian perform, and, like, he's making all these jokes, um, kind of about him and his wife trying to do role-play and stuff, and he's in the crowd with everyone, and everyone's laughing at the funny parts, but he's laughing at the not-funny parts, and I don't know if he's doing that, because, like, he can't understand, like, what is funny. He he doesn't have a good concept of what's funny mm-hmm. and what's not. Like he doesn't have that, uh, uh, I guess, socialness with that. Like, mm-hmm. and I think it's a trait with like sociopaths, like that they that they laugh um, after other people start to laugh because they want to try to blend in, right? Like, and there's a few shots where he's like he he kind of looks around at everyone else and is like writing notes and stuff. Um, and then there's like one part where like everyone starts laughing. And then he kind of laughs a little bit, like, after everyone's been laughing for a while. Or, like, the comedian will say something that's, like, not really funny. Like, that's just, like, building up the joke. And he starts, like, laughing. But no one else is really laughing. Um, and, yeah, the, like, it kind of just shows, like, his his mental state and also just, like, um, his idea of comedy and stuff. And I think he even wrote in his journal that uh, the comedian was talking about, like, sex and, like, his relationship and he was like, oh, like, being sexy is funny or something, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, so also in this movie, you get introduced to the Wayne family. Right, yeah. Um, and it seems like Thomas Wayne, mm-hmm. the father of Bruce Wayne, yep. is going to be trying to become mayor because yep. the town is in shambles, mm-hmm. and he has the money, yep. and he makes some speeches on TV about an incident in which... The Joker did something, yep. and people started supporting the Joker, putting on clown masks right. and going crazy in the streets. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how masks, wearing masks, are cowardice. Yeah, which I kind of laughed at <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> your son ends up wearing a mask. Yeah, I thought that was great. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I thought that was great. But it also, yeah. like, you can think about in today's world, we have a group of people wearing masks in the world in America doing stuff, mm. and it's like, huh, interesting. Don't think it had. Todd Phillips was thinking about that when he wrote it, yeah. but it's interesting to like make connections. Like we have groups right. of people in America that do that all the time. Like I can think of two groups right now. <laughs> One has some support of the media. Some have the complete opposite. Right. But yeah, which is also would be like that, which would be the clown masks and then Batman. Yeah. But I did, I did think it was interesting that the Waynes are in here. Yeah. And like, what's their role in him? And then you start learning the backstory. Well, what you think is the backstory, right? And of yeah, Arthur. I want to I want to talk about yeah. that. Yeah, and then it starts so. blowing your mind because I remember talking to Daniel, and I'm like, wait, no way. Yeah, I didn't know this. And then and then you're like, your mind is blown for a few minutes, and you're like, oh, okay. And then he's like, wait, what, which one do you think is true? Right. <laughs> and and it starts messing with your head, just like some of the scenes start messing with your head. Yeah. And then once I started questioning that, I was like, maybe this whole thing is messing with my head. <laughs> So this movie kind of follows the route of kind of the uh, unreliable narrator and where, like, 
what you see in the movie might not be 100% accurate. It's just their perspective. It's kind of like, um, what's it called? A uh, fight club. You know, like when you, when you see the main character and you're like, you're thinking everything's happening, but then you're like, oh my God, the twist is like, he's not even real. And it's actually him doing all this stuff. Um, so it's kind of similar like that where there are scenes in the movie where you think all this stuff is happening, but then later in the movie it's revealed like, no, that didn't happen. It actually happens completely differently. Um, but yeah. we're seeing it through Arthur Fleck's perspective. We're seeing it how he views the world. And there's a lot of talk. It's like how much of this, wor- how much of this movie was actually real and actually happened and how much of it make- made or was made up. And the biggest, um, uh, piece that cho- that told you that this like what he saw wasn't really happening was his relationship with the love interest. Yeah, um, that blew my mind. Yeah. I, after that, I was like, man, I'm so gullible. This whole movie <laughs> has got me on <laughs> on yeah. tilt. I don't know what I what I believe, what I shouldn't. Right. And I started questioning what what should I start thinking about other things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's like it's the Joker. Um, one of the one of the lines from the uh, Killing Joke, which I think Todd, Todd Phillips referenced, um, he really liked the line of the Joker of uh, his past being kind of multiple choice um, or like all of above, kind of like kind of like a mix of things, um, and it it kind of shows that like he he's remembering things, but like. Even he doesn't know like what's real and what's not. Like he thinks these things are happening, but in reality, they're they're not happening. Um, and like his whole relationship with that girl, and and also um, um, oh, there's the the scene kind of also in the beginning where he's watching the TV with his mom, and um, he's watching his favorite uh, late night show like Murray something like late night with Murray something Murray um, Franklin I think it Ray, might be. which is played by Robert De Niro which we'll um, get we'll get we'll talk about yeah. him which I'm shocked we didn't talk about him earlier but we'll talk yeah. about him <laughs> yeah and um, he he's watching the the show and then it it cuts to him being in the audience and like they kind of, him and the the host have this back and forth like he gets kind of called out and like Arthur's like talking um, about living with his mom and like the host is like oh that's great like I love that and everyone's cheering for him and everyone's like applauding him and he like invites him down and and he talks about how like oh he you're kind of like a son like if I if I did have a son or whatever um, I would want it to be you um, and then. It really, like that never happened. Like it, he was just imagining that. Um, yeah, yeah, and it was quite interesting. And um, yeah, we completely glossed over the side characters, right? But I think De Niro did an amazing. I, yeah, yeah, he did an amazing job. And we talked about Todd Phillips, mm-hmm. kind of referencing Taxi Driver and bringing yeah. De Niro in. Mm-hmm. No, and all, not only that, but also King of Comedy, which was yeah. also with Robert De Niro, where he was trying to be a stand-up host, whatever, or stand-up comedian with his host. And now in Joker, he is the stand-up uh, or the the, the late-night host or whatever. Um, so, yeah, there's a, a lot of big homages to that. Now, I never actually saw King of Comedy or Taxi Driver. I've seen Taxi Driver, but it yeah. was about 15 years ago. Yeah, so apparently yeah. there is a lot of similarities. And I remember one review, he was like, there was too many similarities. Like, it was basically a mixture of King of Comedy and Taxi Driver, but with a Joker twist. Um, which, 
some people might like that, some people might not. Like, since I didn't see those movies, I thought it was amazing. Maybe if I did see those movies, I would have been like, that's a little too familiar, but I don't really know. Yeah, um, um, I just know in Taxi Driver, it's it gets a little cringy and it gets, like, worse and worse. Right. And you're like, kind yeah, of, like, yeah, right. you just see this guy spiraling downward. Yeah, and uh, I know the kind of basics of yeah. it is, is, like, I think he's, like, an army vet, right? Believe so. Um, and then, like, yeah. And, and he then, becomes a taxi driver. And yeah. I can't remember if he, what he does. If right. he kills them or what. I, I, yeah. I would have to rewatch it. Um, but now, since I've seen the Joker and mm-hmm. I've heard the comparisons, right. I would like to watch it and yeah. see how they compare. Mm-hmm. I think that would be an interesting thing to do. Yeah. And I don't know if De Niro's even mentioned it. May, about the similarities between them. Right. I mean, yeah. But yeah. I'm glad that he was a part of the movie and also... He didn't really even have to be that involved. Like he was, just, he was supposed to be like just just his host. He didn't have to be all theatrical, like um, dancing around and like doing like the little mm-hmm. like things that, that a late night host would actually do. Like he really got into the character for such a small part, and I think that really helped again bring the movie to make it more immersive and make it more real. Um, and instead of just like showing like one like quick shot of Robert De Niro acting as this guy. Um, you know, what you thought it was going to be when they first show him. I'm like, oh, it's just like a guy that they watch yeah. like on TV at, mm-hmm. at the end of their day. Yeah. But he ends up becoming a big role in the whole movie. Yeah. But you, you don't foreshadow based on that. But then you kind of get like another glimpse and like, oh, he, sh- he should run for mayor. Yeah. And then you kind of see how much he cares about people throughout the movie when he ends up bringing mm-hmm. and... If you're still listening to this, you've got a ton of spoilers, so I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) But when he talks about, when he gets the Joker on, Arthur Fleck, and he talks about him, and he's like trying to help him Mm -hmm. on TV, like, this guy would really care. Like, he would be a great mayor to -hmm. maybe fix a town like this. And then comes the whammy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's two more scenes that I want to talk about. Um, The first scene was um, when we were in the movie theater. Uh, it's a scene where um, he's about to go on the late night show and he's like dressed up in his like paint and he dyed his hair um, and the the two other clowns the big guy and the little guy um, go in and visit him like they're kind of like his friends and stuff but the big guy kind of like oh it's it, uh, sort of like screwed him over because like he gave him this gun which was the reason that he got fired because he dropped it at a hospital but then uh the guy uh the his boss told Arthur that that he was the one that that got it off of the the big guy and not the big guy just gave it to him or whatever um he bought it from him yeah he bought it from him or whatever um and so, like, he kind of had this grudge against that guy. Um, and they check on up on him to see how he's doing because, you know, he lost his job and heard. And then he tells him that his mother died because he, he killed her. <laughs> um, and they're, they're seeing how he's doing. And uh, that's, like, when the Joker, like, really, like, he has, like, just completely gone mad. And he has a, a pair of scissors um, and he puts it in his back pocket. 
And then, like, uh, the second violent scene happens where he just stabs him in the neck and blood just goes everywhere. And the little guy is literally, like, screaming just, like, in 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 terror. Yeah, just watching this, kind of, like, huddled yeah. in a corner. Yeah. Like, And you're just waiting for him to be next. Yeah. And the entire theater was just dead quiet. Like, we were like, oh, my God, like this is happening and I was I was like so scared and just like terrified they, that was the most terrifying scene I think out of the whole movie yeah. and then they um, and then they do some interesting things um, with him he's like I'm not gonna hurt you oh you yeah leave. yeah he's and just he, covered he, in blood yeah and then he, yeah, and he scares, scares him. him and I was terrified <laughs> um, and it's like he jumped at him um, and, the and you're like oh he was just kidding oh. yeah yeah and it was like, oh my god! Like, is he going to hurt him? Like, is he going to attack him? Like, and that's the that's the great thing about the Joker. You don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. Um. And then at the end, like where he can't get the lock, I'm like, oh my god, he's locked in there. Like he's going to he's going to kill him, him now. He's yeah. going to kill him now because he's locked in there. But then he opens the door and then lets him out and kisses him on the forehead. And he was like, oh, you were nice to me. You can leave or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, that was like just mm-hmm. so much tension. But this the funny thing about the second time I watched the movie. <laughs> After the scene where he stabs him, uh, and um, he kind of Arthur kind of scares um, him, people were laughing, and me and my friends were like, "What is going on?" We were all scared. Like even seeing the second time, I was just as scared as the first time. But like everyone else was laughing, I was like, "This is not a funny scene. This is supposed to be a very terrifying scene." And then they laughed again when he couldn't reach the door. Like he was like, "Ah, oh, he's so short, he can't reach the door." And I'm like, "Why are you all laughing? This is not a funny scene. This is a terrifying scene." Um, so I just thought that was interesting. It like, is interesting because yeah. I think um, like me and my friends were like, "Why were they laughing?" Like we were all like scared. Like. I mean, not everyone, but like I think a majority of the people were like laughing, and I was like, "Yeah, I think I I'm almost I laughed at one of those two scenes, and I know Daniel laughed when he scared him. <laughs> I think I might have laughed when he couldn't reach it. Yeah, but like I saw that coming. I was like, he's too short. He's not gonna be able to get it. Yeah, and I saw yeah. like he had to like ask yeah. ask the guy that just murdered his friend for yeah. help, and I was like, that's kind of funny. You can, yeah, <laughs> so you um, gotta ask your this murderer <laughs> yeah, for, to let you out to let you out so he doesn't murder you <laughs> yeah. and I was like yeah. oh that's pretty ironic yeah. and that's the thing it's like it's like yeah. a comedy movie but also just like dark and, yeah um, and, and it had that had its moments just like that yeah. like you're kind of la- like he's dancing in the middle of the street mm-hmm. and you're kind of like laughing like you know, look, look, look at him but it's like a serious yeah. moments um, um so yes, what other scene do you want to go over the last scene that i want to talk about and this is going to kind of tie into like um what we think the future of like violent entertainment is going to go and where it's going to lead is um i think the big reason a lot of people like even people after the movie came out were talking about how like this is going to inspire violent people to do violent acts and stuff was kind of at the end of the movie where after he shoots the host in the face, which was the third uh, violent scene, um, then he gets arrested and he's being carried away in a cop car. And there's like a mass riot with everyone kind of like rallying again, like with the Joker, like, mm-hmm. you know, praising yeah. him and stuff. And, yeah. and, and then the car crash happens. Yeah. And um, like just part of the whole movement of why they did it is mm-hmm. because it's basically like rich versus poor. Right. It was a very mm-hmm. like class, like, uh, you know, elite versus, yeah. Yeah. Um, so like that was the reason why they're starting, 
you can see him slowly starting to back the whole movie behind the Joker because he's this this low life person. Yeah, that's kind of like, like that looks like he, the rich. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's kind of like what their mindset is. He's like, oh, he's sticking it to the rich. Like we need yeah. to support him. Yeah, because we're in the same boat and like right. f these rich people. Yeah, they're so, they're the reasons that this city is like messed up and stuff. Yeah, and people like Thomas Wayne are like just more rich people telling us what to do. And it's it, it's really interesting. Um, yeah, so it's like this huge riot, but they don't really understand what the Joker is. Mm-hmm. They think he's this representation, but it's more of like a misrepresentation of why they're rioting. Yeah, is this is basically like class warfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all right. So sorry to. Oh no, you're good. No. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to bring up yeah. bring up that that point. Um, and uh, he's being carried away in the police officer. And the the car crashes um, because someone hits the, the police car, and these people in clown masks drag him out, and he um, he eventually wakes up, and Joker kind of stands up, and he smears like his uh, face in blood um, with a smile, and just like starts like, kind of <laughs> like moving around and dancing and celebrating and stuff, um, and. Um, People might see that like, oh yeah, he's he's the they're putting him up on this literal pedestal and they're cheering and applauding him for doing these violent acts and stuff. But that's not the point. Like that, like those people are clearly like um, celebrating the wrong things. Like yep. you know, they they want all this destruction and stuff to happen. Um, but we, the viewer, has have seen all the other violent acts of who he's killed um, besides, like, the late-night host and stuff um, and know what he is capable of. Um, and they don't really understand, like, again, what you were saying, like, um, understand what the Joker really is about. Um, and you're supposed to know, like, this isn't the, the good guy, this isn't the hero, this is the bad guy. And a lot of people are saying, like, there isn't, a person in the story that is the good guy. There, there's only the Joker. Like there isn't. Like I mean, I guess Thomas Wayne, but he isn't. He, he even he doesn't he, seem yeah, like even he's a good he guy. isn't even a good guy. Like he kind of mm. punches him and like talks about how like yeah like yeah he, the only good guy is basically De Niro and he's a talk show host. Yeah, and, and he's he's not really good. And then he gets shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, there isn't a a comparison to bring the Joker to show why he's the bad guy. Like, you know, the Joker is the bad guy in a Batman movie because Batman is clearly the good guy and Joker is the bad. But in this movie, there's only the bad guy. Um, so people are thinking like, Oh, he's the protagonist. He has to be the good guy. But just because he's a protagonist doesn't mean he is good. Uh, it, it is. He's just the main character. He is not good. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you think? What do you think the next major violent movie in entertainment? You think it's going to get the same type of backlash, um, or do you think this was like a one-off? No, and now- no, definitely not. There's always going to be like a violent movie that is going to cause controversy um, because that that's just how our society is right now. And especially right now with, with things like gun violence and unless if we get that actually taken care of and actually start solving problems to prevent that violence, um, to be pro- proactive about it, there is always going to be either a movie TV show or most likely a video game that is going to be like, 
hey, look at this violent media. We need to ban it. We need to censor it. We need to do something with it. Um, because it's been happening ever since, like, even, like, I remember um, reading an article that was, like, talking about how when Taxi Driver came out, the same discussions we're having or now happened back then about how this movie is going to incite um, violent violent acts and is going to cause mass riots and stuff. Um, and, yeah, so there's always going to be a piece of violent media, um, a violent piece of art that is going to be in the spotlight of, like, hey, like, this is, um, this is going to cause more violence and stuff, um, even though there's data to show that um, violence in media does not correlate with um, uh, real-life violence. And, yeah, because, like, I... Uh, like, I'm a big, um, proponent of saying, like, yeah, like, um, like, with, with video games, really, like, I'm a big gamer, and I play, like, I see a lot of, like, M-rated video games, because I'm an adult, and I know, like, I can understand, and, 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 what is it, like, basically view those violent video games as, I know this is fiction, and this isn't going to, like, inspire me to do anything violent or whatever. Um, and they're like, well, obviously, you're just a, a normal person. Like, someone who is mentally ill is going to use this and and yeah. cause violence. But, yeah, like, but you can't base the society on the most extreme cases. Yeah, or and also... we wouldn't have cars because someone could take a car mm -hmm. and drive it into others. Yeah. You know, someone can take a plane... And bust through. <laughs> right. And, and all those shootings yeah. and stuff and all those, like, they talk about how they're mentally ill and stuff. There are some people in this world that, like, they are just, they are just violent just for the sake of violence. Mm -hmm. And also to quote kind of Batman in The Dark Knight, um, some men just want to see the world burn. And um, there are some people in this world that they're, they are completely conscious of the decisions that they are making. Um, they just want to incite violence. Um, but we're recording that. We are putting media coverage on that. And we're, we're trying to explain their behavior. We're trying to um, put a reason on why they're doing these horrendous things to make us feel better about ourselves. But the reality is there's a lot of issues that some of those mentally uh, um, ill people are going through um, that people don't talk about, like with their home life, with people uh, in their lives uh, where they just feel abandoned by society or just feel completely alone, where they feel like they have to burn down a village just to get warm. Um, and they're trying to use that as like, oh, the reason that they're this way is because of media and video games and other things instead of the real reasons yeah. of like hey they have some major issues going on with just the the sense of community or sense of purpose because i think that's 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 a major thing that drives people to those things is yeah. the same thing with arthur he had no one in his life uh that he could rely on everyone in his life abandoned him and treated him like crap and in response of that, he became the person that he was, the Joker. Um, yeah. yeah, and yeah, I, th I think it's us trying to make like a one-pill solution mm -hmm. for something that's not 
that easy. It's right. way more complicated. Yeah. Like, let's say we assume we get rid of the Joker and all these violent movies, and mm-hmm. we go in the past and get rid of them. Yeah. And then we have a violent act. Mm-hmm. Then what? Right. The, then, then what's the next step? What, what, yeah. What? What's? Yeah. What, what are we going to take away now? It's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I watched The Joker and I had this discussion with you. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to try to do one thing with you. Let's no. see if it works. Are you ready for it? Oh, no. I want to put scared. some Joker laughs on Mike. Oh. And you tell me who made that joke or who made that laugh. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, All right? uh, yeah I'm ready. I'm ready. Because oh, right. I've I've heard a lot of different Joker laughs, so like I, I want to see if I can get it. All right. Well, okay. I, I probably won't get the old ones because I haven't really heard them. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. All right. You ready? Yeah. Laugh <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's that, that's easy. That that's Mark Hamill. One for one. Yeah, that's the iconic Joker laugh. Like. um yeah, everyone, the Golden Boy, Luke Skywalker, he does a great. Laugh. <laughs> um, he's like the number one pick for any animated uh, Batman uh, or Joker uh, thing. Like he was in the animated series, he was in the Arkham video games. Uh, yeah, that laugh is iconic. Well done, sir. I'm glad I got that. You ready? Yeah, we'll do a few. Oh. That is Jared Leto with the ha ha, and he has his, his mouth covering. His, it's like slow, and I'm like, oh, that God. was actually the scene. They, they yeah, go, <laughs> God, yeah, I still remember that. God. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna go based off like kind of like the the audio recording. Um, <laughs> And also, it's kind of like goofy and lighthearted. I want to say it's like the the Caesar Romano Romero Romero. Is that it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> three for three. Yeah. It's kind of like goofy. Like it's like because um, I think I have seen or heard the the Jack Nicholson laugh before. So I don't. I think it's kind of different. But yeah, it's very lighthearted, goofy, and it seems like it would be in the anime or the the sixties TV show. Okay. Three well for done. three. That's the Jack Nicholson one, I think. Well done. Yeah, he has that kind of like, <laughs> just like that, that, yeah. that uh, yeah. And also, yeah, he has a little deeper voice. All right, I will try to find another one real quick. They have so many. So, you ready? Yeah. Uh, uh, Dark Knight, uh, Jared, Keith Ledger. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember that scene. Yeah, where he's kind of just jumping around. He's just like, yeah, yeah. I wonder how you practice doing a lot. You just stand in a mirror and just. I mean, yeah, that, that's like just with acting. It's like how, like how do you how do you make yourself cry? You know, it's like you just gotta kind of have to force yourself or practice. Like, um, 
because like with comedy movies, there are things that are happening that are funny, um, that kind of like help, like kickstart that laugh. But like with the Joker, you're supposed to be laughing when no one else is laughing, so you kind of have to force yourself to laugh. That's why I like the Jared Leto, or not the Jared Leto, <laughs> the Walking <laughs> Phoenix, I, the Jays. The Walking <laughs> Phoenix one was because it was like painful for him to laugh. Mm. Yeah, got any more? Yeah, I got one more okay. of the people we talked about. Oh. That is weird. That's Let's go a little bit farther and whoa. see if they actually do it. Yeah. Nope, they just show him. Oh. I was going to be Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, uh, okay. Well, we already, listened, we already listened to his laugh. And <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I had a guy named Cameron Monaghan, who, yeah. who was from a TV show called Cotham. Oh, uh, yeah. Troy actually, Baker. Who yeah, I, I know the Troy like, Baker. Uh, yeah. Is that like a video game? Yeah, so okay. he's the he's the video game. Uh, he's a very famous video game uh, voice actor, um, and his his uh, Joker was pretty good. It it, it was it was good. Um, yeah, kind of kind of reminiscent of the Mark Hamill Joker, um, with kind of his own twist, and I think he did a good job. Um, yeah, well, you know your Joker laughs really I, well. <laughs> well. Congratulations, thank sir. You. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so this concludes the episode about the Joker with movie expert Stephen Taylor, who totally redeemed himself. Yeah, when it I came feel to like it. I knocked out of the park with this one. <laughs> yeah, so thank you guys for listening, and um, I hope you enjoy the episode about the Joker, and we didn't ruin it for you. Yeah, I mean, we basically <laughs> spoiled a lot. Uh, can I add one more thing yeah, before, before we kind of sign off? Um, if you made it all the way here till now awesome thank you um but if you want to like know more about the movie i kind of wish we talked a little bit more about like the cinematography and like the lighting and stuff we kind of mentioned it a little bit um but i like just like the shots like the, the actual like from a movie perspective i think it was just a beautiful movie like if you take away all the joker stuff mm-hmm. like all the the shots of like the scenes and and, and the time and um, everything was just beautiful. And the cinematographer uh, for the Joker movie, uh, Lawrence Schur, I think is his name, he just released a video. Um, well, he didn't release a video. Van- Vanity Fair released a video on YouTube um, starring him, and he talked about previous um, uh, his previous movies that he did, like The Hangover and, and other movies, um, with the impact of color in film and he talks about the Joker using color, the kind of contrasting and complementary colors and how it can tell a lot of different things using color or the absence of color. And it's a really uh, great film and, or like a video, I mean, not film, a video. And he, the way that he explains it is, is just like really natural and, and really you can understand um, uh, like an inter- introduction of why filmmakers use specific colors to invoke motion and drama and tension um, using different colors. Um, so it's like a, I think, uh, a 15-minute video. Definitely check it out. Right. If you want to know more about, like, the the shot or, or like, uh, film and color in general, um, when it, since it's related to Joker, I think he's excellent. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you. And just a reminder, check out the podcast on everything.com for the latest updates about the show and anything else I post um, related to the show. Maybe put some mixtapes up there. I got some world-class mixtapes for everybody. Um, I would just like to let you guys know we got some episodes coming up soon. 
I'm still waiting on the people to give me a set date, but some ideas that we got mulling around mm. seem pretty awesome. I don't want to say them now and then have someone else take them. But, um, yeah, hopefully my logo gets done fairly soon, and then we'll have some new interesting theme music if anyone is willing to do that. So go to the thepodcastandeverything.com. You can email me if you're an artist and help me finish some of these loose ends and be on the lookout for more episodes. Thanks once again for Steven. Thank and, you for having yeah. me on. Yep. And see you.